Welcome to the Panine Halacha podcast. Zmanim, Chapter 4, Yom Atzmaut, as well as Yom Azikaron and Yom HaShoah. Footnotes to Section 7, Hallel with or without a blessing. Podcast note, this episode, Zmanim 4.7f, is dedicated to the footnotes on Zmanim 4.7. See the previous episode for context, or skip ahead to get to the next section of the Panine Halacha. But why do that? This is going to be pretty interesting. In the last episode, we learned of five possible concerns about the Yom Ha'atzmaut miracle that led some to doubt whether there really is an obligation to say halal on Yom Ha'atzmaut, and, as a result, led some to conclude that halal should only be said on Yom Ha'atzmaut without a bracha. Those five concerns about Yom Ha'atzmaut are, one, it was only a miracle for the Jews of Israel, not for all Jews across the world. Two, it wasn't a complete salvation, as our enemies still threaten us on all sides. Three, the low spiritual state of Israel's secular leaders and populace diminishes our joy. Four, it wasn't a clear supernatural miracle, like that of the Hanukkah oil miraculously lasting eight days, but rather a hidden miracle that could be explained by regular secular, political, and military causes. Five, it's unclear which day on the calendar to choose to celebrate these miracles. Who are some of these voices who recognize the miracle that happened, but express these concerns? I'll now largely quote from the Panini Halacha's footnotes to this section, with a few small changes and added sentences for clarity. Rav Ovadja Haraya, Sephardic chief rabbi of Petach Tikva and a member of the chief rabbinate council, agrees fully in his Yaskil Avdi responsum that the establishment of the state was the beginning of the redemption, but he cites the Chida, an important Sephardic Acharon, as saying that Hallel should be said only over a miracle that happened to Klal Yisrael, the overall community of the Jewish people. He also adds that the salvation of 1948 was not complete. Furthermore, he asserts that no miracle happened on Yom Hatzmaut itself. On the contrary, the war intensified on that day. In fact, Rav Haraya is unsure what would, be, what would be the appropriate date on which to establish the holiday. Perhaps the day of the ceasefire is most fitting, or maybe the 17th of Kislev, November 29th, 1947, when the United Nations confirmed the Jewish people's right to a state. To avoid disrupting the order of our prayers, which were arranged on the basis of, of deep kavanot, deep intentions, Rav Haraya concludes that one should recite Hallel but without a blessing, and should do so only at the end of the Shacharis service. The Rishon Letzion, the great Sephardic chief rabbi, Rav Avadji Yosef, agrees that we should omit the blessing because the miracle did not happen to all of Klal Yisrael, and because we still have a long way to go before reaching a state of rest and security from political, military, and spiritual standpoints. Rav Shalom Mashash, the Sephardic chief rabbi of Jerusalem, and before that, chief rabbi of Morocco, felt that one should recite the blessing, but when he heard Rav Avadji Yosef's opinion, he ruled that one who already has a custom to say the blessing should continue to do so, while one who does not have such a custom should refrain from reciting the blessing. Rav Sha'ol Yisraeli, whom the Pnei Halacha refers to as our teacher, and who was himself a Rosh Yeshiva at Merkaz Arav, also holds that one should recite the Halal without a blessing. 
Chief Rabbi Rav Avram Shapiro, another Rosh Hashiva at Merkaz Rav, as well as the Rishon Litzion, Rav Mordechai Eliyahu, both concur. But Rav Shapiro agrees that one who wants to recite the blessing in accordance with his custom is permitted to do so. So who is in the pro-blessing camp, and what are their arguments? Rav Shlomo Gorin, chief rabbi of the Israeli Defense Forces and later of the State of Israel, and Rav Yehuda Gershuni, a primary student of Rav Kook, explain how the miracles on Yom Hatzmut did also create salvation and assistance to the Jews of the Diaspora. Further, in certain halachic contexts, the Jews of the land of Israel are legally considered Klal Yisrael, the overall community of Jews. Thus, even the Chida, who insists on miracles that aid Klal Yisrael, would agree that the standard is met by Yom Ha'atzmaut. True, Ravavaji Yosef writes that the Jews of Eretz Yisrael are considered Klal Yisrael only for specific issues and not in the halal context. However, the religious Zionist scholar Rav Uri Sharki rebuts this claim in his Siddur, Beit Melucha. Regarding the claim that the salvation of Yom Atzmut was incomplete, the Penine Halacha here adds that we can learn from Hanukkah that this claim is irrelevant. After all, the Jews of Hanukkah first observed their new holiday after only early victories, even though they needed to fight many more difficult battles over the next few decades. Moreover, when the wars finally ended, Hellenism had already spread throughout the Hasmonean Empire, indicating the low spiritual level of the general Jewish populace. Nevertheless, we say Hallel on Hanukkah. Further, do not say that the rabbis instituted Hanukkah only in commemoration of the revealed supernatural miracle of the menorah, and not for the more natural military miracle, because the holiday is for eight days, and only the last seven days of the menorah's lighting were miraculous, which means that at the very least, the first day celebrates the military victory. Furthermore, recall the logical inference upon which the Hanukkah holiday is based, which we discussed in section 5. The Talmud records that the sages reasoned as follows in order to create their non-biblical holiday of Hanukkah. If, for Passover, we have a holiday, and God merely redeemed us from slavery to freedom, all the more so do we need to have a holiday when God redeems us from death to life. This logical inference is about the natural, hidden miracle of the war, and not at all about the menorah or or its oil. Likewise, The fact that many holy soldiers have been killed during the War of Independence and later wars does not preclude the saying of Hallel. After all, more fighters were killed in the the Hasmonean battles of Hanukkah, and they nevertheless established a holiday then. In addition, we have at least as much political independence as the Hasmoneans did, and on Hanukkah, we celebrate the victory that they won. Some additional authorities who make these arguments and conclude that Hallel must be said with a bracha include Rav Natan Friedman, one of the veteran Torah scholars of B'nai Brak, in his Neitzar Matai, Rav Chaim David Halevi, the Sephardic chief rabbi of Tel Aviv Yafo, in his Dat Umedina, and Rav Yosef Mashash, Sephardic chief rabbi of Haifa, in his Otsar Hamichtavim. Even if Hallel clearly should be said with a bracha to commemorate the miracle, why should Hey Er, the day of the declaration of the state, be the day upon which we make the holiday and recite this Hallel? 
Here, the Panini Halacha quotes at length from Rav Meshulam Roth, who he also quoted from at the end of section 4, and who held from the beginning that Hallel should be said with a bracha. Rav Roth writes, The leaders who chose this day in particular were correct, for that was when the main miracle occurred, when we went from bondage to freedom by declaring independence. And had we postponed this declaration for a different day, we would have missed the political opportunity, and we would have not attained the recognition and consent of the world's major powers, as it is well known. This miracle of declaration also brought in its wake the second miracle, being saved from death to life, both in terms of our war against the Arabs in Eretz Israel and the salvation of the diaspora Jews who immigrated to the land. This led to the third miracle, the ingathering of the exiles. End quote. Harav Svi Yehuda Kuk, whom the Panini Halacha refers to as our master and teacher, adds that the courage displayed in declaring the state was itself a miracle in and of itself. Personally, I find that explanation to be deeply moving. Why did the chief rabbinate's council first state that Hallel should be said without a bracha? Quoting testimony by Rav Yehuda Ushpizai, chief rabbi of Ramat Gan, Rabbi Shmuel Katz writes in his book, Harabanut Hareshit, that chief rabbis of Israel, Rav Herzog and Rav Uziel, both believed that it was appropriate to say Hallel with a blessing from the moment the state was established. But since they were told that the Chazan Ish, the Haredi, an arguably most important halachic authority of the day, strongly opposed saying halal at all, they refrained from issuing such a ruling so as not to increase strife. Later in the book, Rabbi Katz cites the great Rev Zevin, editor of the Encyclopedia Talmudit, as saying that this is cause for eternal weeping, that due to external intervention by rabbis who were not members of the chief rabbinate's council, the chief rabbis did not rule immediately when the state was first born to say Hallel with a blessing. There is a fun anecdote in this footnote that I'd like to share. Rav Shar Yashiva Cohen, chief rabbi of Haifa, relates that his father, known by the title the Nazir, held that one should say Hallel with a blessing, but since his opinion was at first not accepted, he himself did not recite the blessing, explaining, seriously but humorously, I am missing the vitsi vanu of the chief rabbinate. I'll commit the faux pas and explain the joke. In the blessing before Hallel, we bless God as asher kishan mitzvotav vitsi vanu, God which made us holy with his mitzvahs and has commanded us to say Hallel. The Nazir joked that without the chief rabbinate commanding him to say it with a blessing, he couldn't yet say the blessing thanking God for commanding him either. It is, of course, a joke, but it makes a serious point. Without the great leaders of the generation giving the okay, he didn't feel it appropriate to go on his own and effectively create a new ritual. And it's an interesting parallel to the story of the Chazanish. The chief rabbinate's council wanted to say Hallel with a bracha, but out of deference to the Chazanish, who was vociferously opposed to saying Hallel at all, they advocated instead Hallel without a bracha. And the Nazir wanted to say Hallel with a bracha too, but out of deference to the chief rabbinate's council, he also said it without a bracha. I think that this is fundamentally a good story, a story of halachic leaders trying to maintain unity and respect in the midst of debate and innovation. On this note, 
The Penine Halacha brings a fascinating account for why the Merkaz Harav Yeshiva, in many ways the center of religious Zionism, followed the initial council ruling to say Halal without a blessing. This is from Harav Svi Yehuda Kuk, delivered on the 19th Independence Day in 1967, when the rabbinate had not yet instructed the public to recite a blessing on Halal. Quote, an important man approached me and asked why our rabbinic leaders do not permit us to recite halal with a blessing on Yom Atzmut. I answered that the rabbinate's decision is balanced and correct. The chief rabbinate's edicts are made for the entire population, and, unfortunately and disgracefully, many of our people do not acknowledge God's great deeds as revealed in the, in the reestablishment of Jewish sovereignty in the land. And since they lack this belief, they lack the joy that goes along with it, and thus we cannot obligate them to recite a blessing on Hallel. This can be compared to the blessing that a person says upon seeing a long-lost friend. If he is happy to see his friend, he recites that blessing, but if he feels no joy, he does not recite it. Rav Yosef Leif Fishman Maimon, the activist and scholar and one of the signatories of the Israeli Declaration of Independence, who was totally dedicated to the rebuilding of God's nation and inheritance, was filled with the joy of faith when the state was born. He, therefore, instituted the recitation of Hallel with a blessing in his synagogue. The same is true of other similar places, like the army and the religious kibbutzim. However, the all-inclusive chief rabbinate cannot issue a comprehensive ruling for the entire population, instructing them to recite a blessing, when so many people are not yet ready for this. In our Merkaz yeshiva, our central yeshiva, we follow the rabbinate's ruling because we are not some cloys, some small house of study of some specific group. We belong to the concept of Klal Yisrael, the overall community of Israel, which is centered here in Jerusalem. And since, painfully and shamefully, there are currently obstacles preventing the public as a whole from attaining perfect faith and joy, it is appropriate that we, too, act in accordance with the rabbinate's ruling for the general public. So what became of the yeshiva's practice to say halal without a bracha? The Panini Halacha concludes his footnotes with the following. After the Six-Day War, Harav Svi Yehuda began to bemoan the fact that the rabbinate did not immediately institute the saying of halal with a blessing on Yom Atzma'ut. When Rev Gorin did so after the victory of the Yom Kippur War, Rav Svi Yehuda was elated, and this quickly became the custom of Yeshivat Merkaz Harav. Even though all types of events have occurred since then, ups and downs, and the chief rabbinate is not what it used to be, nonetheless, the recitation of Hallel with a blessing was already accepted, and this is how Rav Svi Yehuda's students conduct themselves to this day. I'm going to summarize these footnotes, but worry not, I won't add any of my footnotes to these footnotes. To summarize, there are five concerns about saying halal on Yamat's moot, leading some to conclude that halal should not be said with a bracha. Others offer rejoinders to these claims. Here are the five claims about Yamat's moot, followed by the possible rejoinders. One, it was only a miracle for the Jews of the land of Israel, not for all Jews. Firstly, all Jews around the world were greatly affected by the establishment of the state. Second, even if they weren't, 
other than the Chida, an important Sephardic Acharon, who says that a miracle for all Jews is required to say halal with a bracha. And even for, if a miracle for all Jews is required, in many halachic contexts, the Jews of the land of Israel are legally viewed as an embodiment of all the Jewish people. Two, it wasn't a complete salvation, as our enemies still threaten us on all sides. Okay, but neither was Hanukkah. Also, since 1948, the salvation has grown larger and larger. Three, the low spiritual state of Israel's secular leaders and populace diminishes our joy. Again, the same can be said about Hanukkah, and we still say Hallel on it. Four, it wasn't a clear supernatural miracle like that of the menorah's oil lasting eight days on Hanukkah. Well, at least one day of the eight-day holiday was instituted to commemorate the political and the military miracle, and the very explanation that the sages gave in the Talmud for instituting the holiday stresses the political and military salvation, not the menorah miracle. Five, it's unclear which day on the calendar to choose to celebrate the miracle. Well, firstly, the main miracle was the end of the bondage of exile and the beginning of freedom and political sovereignty, and the declaration of the state was that moment. Secondly, that day was the critical turning point date on which the Jewish government had to act for all of its successes to follow. Indeed, they, indeed, they did act, and indeed, the successes followed. Thirdly, Although there were later miracles on later dates, like our successes in the War of Independence and the ingathering of the exiles to the land of Israel, we celebrate those as well when we celebrate on Yom Atzmut, since that is the day of the first miracle which led to these later ones. Finally, Yom Atzmut can be identified with at least one absolutely clear miracle that happened specifically on that day. The Jewish people had the courage, the miraculous courage, to announce after 2,000 years of exile, a sovereign state. There is, in fact, much debate, even within the basically Zionist, Zionistic worldview, about saying Hallel with a bracha. Revavadji Yosef, arguably the greatest halachic mind the last 500 years, and certainly the greatest Sephardic authority in the state's history, ruled that it should be said but without a bracha. Some, some Sephardic figures, even if they disagree, in deference to Ravavadja, they do not emphasize their position. Likewise, even within the Merkaz Harav Yeshiva, some Roshe Yeshiva, some heads of the Yeshiva, disagreed with Rav Svihuda Kuk and believed that Hal should be said, but without a bracha. But many have ruled to say it with a bracha, including Rav Svihuda Kuk, Rav Meshulam Roth, Rav Yosef Mashash, Rav Gorin, Rav Gershuni, Rav Sharki, Rav Natan Svi Friedman, and Rav Chaim David Halevi. And many of the early chief rabbis did feel that it should be said with a blessing, even if they withheld their view in deference to their Haredi colleagues. And of course, we must add to this list of halachic authorities who rule that halal must be said with a bracha, the Panine Halacha itself, which here, in his comprehensive, popular, and exceptional work of halacha, makes his ruling quite clear. The Panine Halacha podcast provides English audio of Panine Halacha, an exceptional work of halacha by Rav Eliezer Melamed Shlita. The English translation was overseen by Ellie Fisher and Corin Publishers. 
These texts are available for free online, and beautiful printed volumes are available for purchase. The summaries and reflections are from me, Ben Greenfield, rabbi of the Greenpoint Shul in New York City. I occasionally make subtle changes to the original translation, often for clarity, sometimes by mistake.